Welcome to Life with God, a podcast where we have unpolished chats about knowing God and being a part of what He's doing on the earth. My name's Tyler. And I'm Brittany. And we're so glad you're here. All right, everyone, welcome back. We are back with episode three. We just wanted to say sorry that we left you guys hanging for so long. I know that you guys are just so excited to hear us every week. Every single week. You've just been waiting. And you're like, where are Brittany and Tyler? Why have they not made another episode? But as you know, it's 2020 and and the coronavirus is running rampant. And Life happens. Life happens. So we're back and we are excited um, to be back recording. And today we have a really special guest. We Yay! are really excited because through the power of Zoom, we have the amazing Destiny Rain Bonner Come on. with us today. Destiny, Bonner. thanks for being here. Bonner. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Woo. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. So Yeah, we've been trying to set this up for a little while. Yes. Um, yes. But we're excited to finally make it happen. Now, Destiny and I have, uh, we've been friends for a while. We met back in Florida when we were both in school in Fort Lauderdale. And um, Destiny is a songwriter, a worship leader, a musician, singer, voice coach, Recently, recently, a uh, business owner, small business <laughs> owner. Dang. <laughs> right? Come on. So much going on. Yes. You got a lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot happening, but it's so fun. Keeps me busy. Yeah. And you were a contestant on The Voice in... Season 17. 19. 2019. Season 17. <laughs> oh, shoot, girl. Come on. Get it. So we have a lot to talk about today. I'll never forget. I was actually on tour with a band when when Destiny was on, on The Voice, and I would have to watch it like on my phone, and I'd be in my little bunk, and I'd be like... <laughs> Oh my gosh, is she gonna win? And I'd be like watching on my on my phone, and I'd be like telling everyone like my friends on the voice. Oh and they're like, gosh. yeah, yeah, cool, cool. They don't care. I'm like, no, Whatever. she actually like made it. Like, on. No, it's actually, yeah. this is really awesome. <laughs> oh, you were so nice. You like encouraged me. Like, I'm watching, or you said something. I think you. Yeah, I was like, I'm your biggest something. fan. Yeah, <laughs> I've always been your that biggest was fan. Nice. Thank you. Well, fun, that was so sweet. fun fact. I actually produced Destiny's first single. <gasps> oh you remember gosh. that? <laughs> how did I like? How did I forget? Almost. That's crazy. I know, it's City crazy. light was City, City lights? lights. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! You did the um, acoustic version too, didn't you? Was I don't you? remember. I don't. Okay, maybe it was not. so long ago. Yeah, I know. It feels like a literal other lifetime. So amazing. Five, six years. So crazy. Incredible. Right? I know. Oh, we go way back. Wow. I know. It's crazy. But we haven't caught up in a while, so now is our time. So Destiny, thanks so much for being with us. Um, I just wanted to put it to you. Why don't you tell us a little oh. bit about um, what's been going on in your life, what you're doing, where you're living, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm newly married, which is a big part of my life. Yay! Um, and I'm married to my husband, Jake. And so we live in Nashville. And um, he was living here for like three years before we even started dating. So we were long distance for a little while. And Nashville's always been the place that I've wanted to live. Tyler, you probably know that because music has always played a big part of my life. Yes. So, um, yeah, so I've always wanted to move here and I just never knew how to get there yet. God just would 
promise me those little things of like, it's, yeah, this is going to be your home. But, you know, I just had to wait for those doors to open. And so um, once once I finally uh, ended up moving here, I just got to continue to open the door. I found jobs out here and just like random waitressing, which I wow. never thought I'd do. But um, <laughs> I finally did it and I never want to do it again. <laughs> Everyone waitresses in, um, amazing. in Nashville. In Nashville. I feel like yeah. that's like how you start or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so now we live in Nashville. I'm doing music now full time. Uh, so I'm working with a great producer. He's like a family friend as well. So it's nice to, wow. to okay. have that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, just released my first single. Oh, well, first official single since, um, being on the voice this past year as Amazing. well. So good. And then, um, your audi- one of your audition songs or one of your battle songs or. Yes. Okay. So it's my battle song, and it what it's Tiny Dancer, mm-hmm. and I remember never you've never heard I'm of just it. Kidding. Oh my gosh! I was like, this is cr- this is crazy. Uh, Elton John, he's the best. Um, that song, I feel like, just was a huge moment for me on The Voice. It was one of mm-hmm. those like, um, like it was it was just powerful. It was like a cool thing that God used. Um, just in my career, but also just in my life. So I knew that the first song I wanted to come out with was something that meant a lot to me. And yeah. um, I, I got to mm-hmm. sing it with my amazingly talented friend, which Tyler, you know, Katie Caden. She's amazing. She's, she's crazy. And mm-hmm. her voice is just like unreal. It's like, are you even real? Is your voice even real? But um, so we sang that together and it was just like a really special moment. And I wow. got stolen from that song. So that's why I'm like, this is like my victory song because I made it <laughs> through yeah. that song. Come on. When you wow. went up so. against Katie, were you like, uh. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Because <laughs> her voice is so big. Yeah, it's I mean, your voice like, is amazing, but her voice was just like so it's big. It's another level. That you were like, what? <laughs> I know. It's just, it's just like, it's very, the whole voice experience is like, I mean, it's a competition, like, you yeah. know, that whole mindset is, is something like that I'm not used to, you know, but um, sure. when I found out, I definitely, was, I feel like my face went pale and I didn't know that was possible, but I li- literally <laughs> feel like it went pale. I'm like, oh, Bless gosh, your heart. Like, I know I'm going to lose, <laughs> but, um, but oh, I just no. knew it, it was going to be fun no matter what. Like I just had to give it my all. So, and it was a great yeah. experience. I mean, I learned so much just from that that time just singing that song alone that was just crazy so um yeah so when I talked to the producer after the voice because after you come from something like that it's always like what do I do next kind of thing Mm. sure Um, because it's such a big thing because you can capitalize on it yeah like if you want to if you really want to work you can capitalize on it and and keep doing music but some people just fizzle out because they just wanted that to be their big shot right yeah it almost I kind of felt like that in a sense like I kind of had a moment afterwards I'm like even though I didn't like go as far as like I like the finals or anything like I as far as I wanted to go, mm-hmm. it still felt like wow. What do I do now? Like I feel like I worked so hard for like a moment mm-hmm. like that, and then it happened, and I'm like God, like what's next? I don't, I don't yeah. know what to do. But it was it was interesting too because then it it kind of uh, it was like a free canvas, and I think a lot of people think too that like oh you get on American Idol, you get on a show, they're like labels are chasing after you for sure. Like they think that right. I used to yeah. think that. Right, but like, that's not how it works. They have 18 seasons. Seriously. Yes. How many people are on every season? Seriously. Oh, gosh. Um, they start out with 48, so it's yeah. a lot. So there's not gosh. even room for that many people in the music uh. industry. <laughs> no, there isn't. So it's just like, yeah, I kind of had to make, make the decision, like, do I just continue, like, 
being an artist and writing my own stuff because that's a whole other thing. TV yeah. is a totally different genre than being an artist and releasing your own music. So mm. I decided to do it. I'm like, I have to do this. This is my dream. I'm finally in Nashville. Like I had just moved there um, while I was on The Voice. I had just moved like a couple months prior. So it was just mm-hmm. a lot of change at once. But I'm like, this is my time. This is where God's called me to be. So um, yeah. yeah, so I've been doing that ever ever since. And then Tiny Dancer just came out of that. And I knew that um, that would be a good song. One, because it was uh, a moment people could you know, hopefully remember. And then Mm -hmm. I wanted to make my own, you know, and like kind of show that, um, it can be put in a different light. It can be sung in a different way and totally produced in a different way. So it sounds completely different from the original, which is really fun. Um, and I actually haven't heard it, but I need to go listen. I know. (laughs) I'm excited to listen to it. I heard it. (laughs) Like I listened to it a million times when you were on the voice. Like I just kept watching your video, but it's totally um, different. It's like a new vibe. Cool. Yeah. New vibe, new vibe. So, Kind of along those lines, your life, you were, you were a worship leader um, since you were young, right? As, yes. For a long time? Yeah. Um, what was kind of, you know, some of the differentiating things that brought you from being a worship leader to wanting to be a songwriter? Um, mm-hmm. And how did you even bring some of those things into your experience on The Voice? And, and, and do you feel some of the tension mm-hmm. of, of being a songwriter versus being a worship leader versus, you know, wanting to write Christian songs or non-Christian songs? Mm-hmm. How do you feel all that tension? Or do you feel all that tension? Mm, it's good. A hundred percent. I feel that tension there. I've, it's a journey. I've been yeah. through waves. I feel like my, it's been different seasons. So I started out with worship leading, um, when I was, oh my goodness, I think it was high school. I want to say, mm-hmm. um, and I actually didn't even want to do it at first. Cause I was like nervous of, that was like one of my, I always grew up doing musical theater. That was, that's something totally different. So yeah. my friend came up to me. She's like, you should do the worship team. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm like scared. That's a whole different like thing of singing that I never do. Then I loved it. And it was something I realized that God was actually calling me to. So I started doing it there from high school. Then throughout that, we uh, that's how you and I met at Ocean's Edge. Yeah. Now Ocean's Edge University, which is pretty fun. Crazy. <laughs> um, but then that whole, I mean, that's a worship school, but they had an artist track. And so songwriting was always something I also loved. Um, mm-hmm. Growing up, I realized, I kind of looked back and realized it. I didn't realize that I loved songwriting until I looked back and remembered moments of me like walking around the house and being little and like coming up with a song, like a random melody or something. Yeah. So I always knew it was kind of ingrained in me somehow. And Wow. Um, and I really loved it. I remember writing like random songs for my friends. Like my friend yeah. went through like a boyfriend breakup and I'm like writing a love song about it or Aww, like a heartbreak song. That's amazing. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Little songs like that that um, I found that I really love. And then I really got into songwriting as I'm doing worship still like on the weekends and serving at church. Um, as I went to school, I was going to school at the worship school as well, Ocean's Edge. And so there they have a songwriting class and then that's when I started to dive into different types of songwriting, how to approach it differently um, and just how to, yeah, just basically how to write. And I was scared to write in front Mm -hmm. of, like to write and then share it with people officially in like a school kind of setting. And I was like, were you freaked out when you had to do that in class? I hated songwriting. (sighs) Me and Britt have actually been talking about songwriting a lot. And I felt like I would just get paired up with people and mm-hmm. I felt like I could not say anything right. 
And yes. I was just like, I'm terrible at this. I'll never be good at songwriting. <laughs> I still don't feel like I'm that good, but um, oh, me too. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. Um, but I was like, this is the worst. And we would do, we would do once a week create time Yeah. where we had to do like an hour. Was it two hours? Hour or two? I think it was two. Yeah. We had to write hours. song for two hours and we would have to be like in a group or something. And I was just like, this wow. is absolute. Sometimes it would just be horrible. like silent and you're like, okay, yeah. and we'll like, be cool. together next week. I don't right. know. And you're like, how about this idea? And they're like, no, I don't <laughs> no, know. Like, like, Give me something better. <laughs> I remember that. And Crazy. then on top of that, if you're in the artist trek, you have to write the, like one of the first assignments was start writing a song on your own. And then mm-hmm. I, and I don't really play instruments. I mean, I play guitar very little, but I wasn't confident enough to feel like, oh, I can write a whole song with my guitar. You know, so I mm-hmm. remember like having a little bit of anxiousness <laughs> from that. Yeah, and sure. I lo- and there was only four other students like in that class specifically. And I just remember um, one of the students was like so good at songwriting. He just like could write about anything and come up with mm-hmm. something so fast. And I just remember being so like envious of him. I'm like, why can't I just write something like him? Um, but it ended up working out and I wrote the song and he actually helped me a little bit on some of the like the flow of it and that just like boosted my confidence and then I played it and you know it's it's always one of those things where you're like it's so scary but once you actually do it you're like okay I did it once I can do it again and I can keep you know growing and getting better at it so it's the process that that is terrible Mm -hmm. for some people yeah some people like really enjoy the process and we've actually been talking about this a lot is like the songwriters that scare me is the ones that say, I wrote like 800 songs last week and I've only used two. And you're just like, well, great, because oh I'm never going to write songs because <laughs> I'm never going to write that many. Like if I'm going to write one song, I want it to be like actually usable or else I'm not really yes. interested. So that's yeah. that keeps me. And that's like a fear, I guess, that keeps us sometimes from from writing. Yeah. Um, but I guess, do you feel like as a songwriter that that you've been given a specific... I don't know, maybe mandate uh, to write certain kinds of songs. Like, mm-hmm. take us into how you feel like God has, you know, yeah. purpose you for that. Yeah. So, um, from the start, I wanted to be a Christian artist because mm-hmm. worship leading was really, I, I just saw something special with how the Lord was just working in that in my life. And I'm like, I want to write, whether it's a worship song or like, just a Christian radio friendly song. Like I just want to, you know, try to go in that direction. And so that was my main focus, like f- ever since probably like even last, like I still technically do that. Um, mm-hmm. I'll get to where I kind of am today, but just to how it kind of blossomed was, that was the start of it. Um, because I just thought like God is such a, you know, he's everything to me. He's the center of my life. Like why wouldn't I not write something about him and what he's doing? Mm, and wow. So then, um, so that was my main focus. And then things started opening, like the door started opening um, for me to actually pursue it like professionally mm-hmm. after um, Ocean's Edge. I graduated, taught voice lessons for a little bit. And then um, I posted this random YouTube video of Tremble, that um, song by mm-hmm. Mosaic. That was my jam. Like I would listen to that every single day yeah. and so I did a cover of it because I loved it so much and Such randomly I, I know it's so powerful and randomly I got this message on Instagram at like midnight and I remember the night very specifically and um, I got a request and I never even like check those things that late at night anyway so I opened it and it was this 
producer guy in Nashville and he's like hey Destiny my wife and I just like stumbled upon your video of Tremble and I actually co-wrote the song and like I'd love to um talk about like what what you're doing with music what you want to do like what genre you want to pursue but like we see um we see something in you that we want to you know we just want to get to know you more and like possibly work together and I'm like what like um oh my gosh I have never worked with anyone in my life like that yeah. you know um except, except for me except for Tyler yeah. <laughs> except for all my like you know musician all friends that were in yeah, school yeah, exactly. you know this yeah. was like my first time actually working with a real like this is what he does for a living and at first mm-hmm. I was a little sketched out I'm like okay is he real you know you, yeah. can I have to go totally. through the motions yeah. of making sure but he's legit um and so I my parents and I prayed about it and I was only gosh how old was I I think it was 20 21 and then um my parents flew out with me because I you know it was my first time coming to Nashville and we wrote a song together in one like we wrote it and recorded the whole demo in like eight hours like it was the fastest I ever worked and it was the best song I've ever written in my life. I'm like, this is so fun. Like this is okay. This is what I want to do. And it was such a God thing to begin with. I'm like, okay, how does that just happen? You know, that's just God completely opening the door for that type of genre to pursue, you know? And so then, um, I started to pursue it and we started writing. I started making trips out to Nashville all the time from Florida. And then we wrote like, I want to say like 15 songs and co-wrote with people. And then that mm. was also my first time like officially co-writing with like yeah. in a so room fun. with people in the industry. It was so cool. And I remember scary, meeting, I bet. <laughs> oh my gosh, very scary. When they look to you and like, what do you want to write about? I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> like, I know <laughs> I you. Know. <laughs> um, no, God always was faithful and would give me like, you know, something that he was showing me to, you know, yeah. write about. But, um, yeah, so then that was something I pursued with the producer, and we met with some labels, some Christian labels, and um, this is just part of my whole music story, but um, mm-hmm. every door, we met with five labels, it all seemed maybe promising, like, okay, this could work. Mm-hmm. There, It's almost like a dating process. Like I know, that's how it always is. You gotta get to know each other, you go out to yeah. dinner, wow. you... They, you know, they hook you up with some of their rider. You know, it's just like a whole process that you have to go through. Sure. Um, you know, sometimes, but most of the time, that's kind of what it's like. And so, you know, of course, you get excited. And I was so young too, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna move to Nashville. I'm gonna finally do what my dream is and sing and for a living. And then um, God was like, Nope, not happening. So all the doors shut. Oh my goodness. Every single mm-hmm. one. Wow. I was pretty, I was pretty sad. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. But I mean, God has a plan, but, um, so that was when I was like dedicated to like Christian music. And then when that just didn't work, I'm like, I don't know what to do now. Like, I feel like I gave him my all, you know, you feel like you worked. I worked for, I worked with this producer for, um, almost a year. It was like mm-hmm. nine months together working like that. Just traveling and spending time you know and it didn't happen and so I had to turn to God I mean of course I was you know constantly like in prayer about this but I was just so confused I'm like I really thought that you know you opened that door for me to even meet this awesome guy to work with but why would not why would not this door open it was just one of those Mm -hmm. moments where Mm -hmm. I'm like I don't understand like this this is very frustrating you know yeah and uh 
Yeah. So then, um, but that's when the voice happened. Honestly, like two months later, no I way. got <laughs> um, the opportunity to be on the voice. So wow. God just has a plan for every single little thing. And looking back now, um, I'm realizing that I wasn't ready, you know, like even to be like a Christian artist, I think at that stage in my life, I don't think I would have been ready, you know, maybe even vocally, I feel like, but also just for that whole experience, um, I don't think I would have been ready. And then also I had auditioned for The Voice like two years prior. And so I feel like that whole experience of working with the producer and songwriting and tracking every, for hours and all that stuff grew me as well to like be ready for the season of being mm. on The Voice too, you know? So in a yeah. sense, it was just a journey of growing. Huh. Yeah, that that's so cool. I, I feel like as you've been talking, I've, I've been thinking just about almost like delayed gratification. Um, and I feel like a, a lot of your story has that. Um, even when you said, you know, I felt like the Lord told me I should move to Nashville, but like I, I wasn't sure, like is it now? Um, how have you like learned to deal with that or how have you even learned to see like now is a time or now isn't the time? What What's your philosophy around um, that when, when the Lord gives you a promise, but you don't know if it's for now? Mm, yeah. Um, I think it's like if he gives you a promise, he's going to he's going to fulfill it. That's something I always you know, know that he's so faithful. And he told me I was going to move to Nashville, like right around the time when I first started coming to Nashville to travel for music. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, it didn't make sense, though, because everything was still very like I was still very involved in church and serving on the worship team. Um, and I like I had I was giving voice lessons like I felt really comfortable. But in this in a sense like I did want to go to Nashville but it I could tell like this wasn't the time yet so sure. I feel like God really does like work in like the practical too like he mm-hmm. will like either it's in the devotion or in the actual word that you're reading or whether it's sometimes through a family member or person that like opens the door and be like oh I found like a job for you or something like that right. where you just know like yeah it always happens like that yeah like That's he so just cool will open the door. And so I had a feeling like, okay, this isn't the time, but it will happen. And um, even if I'm going to be like super personal, I was actually in a relationship with someone and he did not want to move to Nashville. So I remember mm-hmm. thinking too, I'm like, mm-hmm. this doesn't make sense. Like you're telling me I'm going to move to Nashville, but I, this is not going to like, this isn't adding well, up. Yeah. So obviously mm-hmm. like, you know, there's, there's going to be something going on here that um, is going to, you know, we're, it, it ended up not working out, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but totally, it, yeah. uh, but that's, that was God, you know what I mean? And, um, mm-hmm. but it's cool because I ended up moving here. Um, once I met my, so the doors closed with the labels and that's what I thought was going to be the cause of me moving out to Nashville in the first sure. place. So when the doors closed, I'm like, okay, I'm at home. Like I'm stuck in Florida. Like, I guess this is where I'm going to stay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met my husband right around that same time and he was living in Nashville and we started talking and he had a show in Florida and, you know, I ended up going and we met up and I just knew from the very start, I'm like, this is my husband. Like you really know, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) And I never believed that. I'm like, that's "That's so cliche. Like everyone says that. I mean, it's different for everyone. Like 
I mean, maybe you don't know right away, but for me, I genuinely did. And, um, and so did he. And then, um, so then we started long distance, but I'm like, okay, like, I think this is the Lord, like really opening the door for me to move to Nashville. Like, this doesn't make sense, but like, it didn't make sense a few months ago, but here I am. Um, and he's out there and like, this is where I want to live. And so then I moved and I found like a waitressing job and started out with that. (laughs) So it just takes a little bit of time. But like, at first it's like, sometimes you look in front of you, you're like, okay, you said this, but it literally doesn't make any sense. No kidding. (laughs) So (laughs) I just love the way that you cling to the promises of God. Like this is just, I'm hearing this theme through your story of, and I don't even, I've never even, this is the first time I've ever met you, but it's like, so (laughs) I love it. Well, I'm so glad I know you now. This is great. Um, but I just, I love the way you were so confident that you heard God Mm -hmm. and you hung on to his word, even Mm -hmm. when it didn't make sense. I mean, I've heard you say that multiple times, like this didn't add up or like, it didn't look like it was going to work out, but I knew I heard him. I knew that this is what he promised me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's such a word of encouragement, I think, for especially people listening. I know for yeah. me right now, especially yeah. when yeah. situation, you know, in our world today looks so crazy. Um, and I know a lot of us are holding on to promises from God. Like, God, I feel like you said this. God, I, mm-hmm. feel like it, I feel like this is what you promised me. But everything around me is seemingly like making that impossible. You know what I mean? Like there's yes. this element of how the heck are you going to pull this off? Mm-hmm. And I just love hearing how your story unfolded and God did it. God did what he promised. Yeah. Like, yeah. are there things like, are there other things like that that you're still holding on to that you haven't seen God do yet? Like mm. curious, like kind of next steps in terms of just believing God for the future. I mean, especially as an artist, my gosh, right now, like there aren't really shows happening, yeah. you know, it's, especially in the world of entertainment and, and music and things like that. I mean, it's awesome. So much can be digital, which is great. Um, but at the same time, like, how does that, you know, has that been another, I'm just curious, has that been another thing where it's like, Mm. okay, like, I feel like I had all these dreams. I feel like God promised these things, but COVID, (laughs) you know, what has that been like for you? Yeah. Um, I mean, shows wise, I mean, that's just, you know, obviously it's really hard for every artist, but, um, once I did make the decision, okay, I'm going to pursue artists life, you know, writing and doing all that stuff. Um, it definitely Mm -hmm. was like a little bit of a setback. I'm like, okay, wait a second. Now there's COVID now everything's going on. But I honestly, right now I feel like he has promised, like in a sense, he's given me that hope and promise that this, this is going to be something I, I will do. You know what I mean? That this will be my, my career that I've always wanted. And it doesn't mean at first I was like hopeful, like a label will be involved. Like that's what, that's Mm -hmm. my dream. That's going to be great. But he hasn't ever promised me that ever. You know what I mean? But he has promised me that this will be what I do, you know? And that could be in any capacity. And I think right now it's, I'm like, I'm happy actually just like traveling like I today I just went to the studio we finished a demo and like that just that fulfills me alone you know what I mean and like wow I just love writing and I love singing so much so it's just like being able to just do that I'm like happy you know and so I think for what's ahead I mean I don't know honestly I have no idea what is going to happen with everything going on but I just know that he's definitely sees the bigger picture and I'm just trusting that and um, I want to make music right now that's like happier, you know, like to mm. kind of get people um, get it off their mind a little bit with what they see on the media or the news yeah. and just 
to kind of like break away from all that. You know, I feel like that's something that I'm like called to do at this time in our Mm. world. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I I love what kind of how you express knowing what God says about you, what he says um, about your dreams. I feel like when we operate from a place like that, there's just so much security. And yeah. mm-hmm. I think it's cool to listen to you talk because I think like Britt was saying, there's not really, you don't hear that a lot. Where no. people, Most people are like, I think God said this, but I'm just frustrated because it doesn't right. seem like it's working out. And when, when we hear you talk, it's it's peaceful because you know, mm-hmm. like this is what, this is what he has me doing and that's yeah. great. And mm-hmm. I remember in my life getting to mm-hmm. a place like that with worship leading because you went to school with me, like there's a lot of comparison. There's a lot of... Yeah. Um, of almost like competition, it wasn't intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember having to wrestle with that as a worship leader for a long time. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not really, I'm never gonna be as good Ugh. a singer as this person. Mm. Um, but I remember one so. time, I know, I remember one time I finally came to a place where I was like, you know what, this is what God has said that I should do. And this is, He said, I'm gonna do this. Mm. And I remember just being like, like people wouldn't schedule me for things. People wouldn't ask me to leave for things. And it used to just really make me upset because I would be like, well, obviously I'm just not good enough. Mm. But once I had that place of like deep security and what the Lord has said about me, I was like, I'm good. Come like on. that's totally fine because yeah. <laughs> he's going to make it happen. Exactly. Um, but that's like just, I don't know. That's just what so it is to good. know who you are, right? And to know what, yeah. what you're supposed to do. And I wish that we could have that in like all aspects. But mm-hmm. But when you see it in one part and how how it takes away insecurity, you're like, man, I want that everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. definitely. That's amazing. No, totally. And I think I love the way you've continued to trust God and like and and really tap into the joy um, of doing what you love and haven't let things like comparison or mm. circumstances that don't seem to line up steal your joy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I hear so much joy in your voice too as you talk about these things. You're like, I'm doing what I love and it's great, you know. And yeah, maybe it didn't look like this, 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 or that, but I'm loving it. Like I'm getting to do what I love, and there's so much satisfaction in that. And so, wait, I mean, I just I just want to celebrate that. Like, just mm-hmm. way to grab hold of the joy and not let the enemy steal it from you. Mm-hmm. In the midst of an industry, especially in the midst of an industry where like people get robbed of, I think, their joy probably a lot, I would yes. imagine, with like yeah. Tyler was saying, so much comparison mm-hmm. and like crap like that. So, yeah. I mean, definitely. is that, I'm, I'm guessing that's something you really have to fight for. Oh my God. I don't know. Is that the case? Like, how do you feel about that? Oh, 100%. I mean, I think my biggest thing that I actually struggle with is comparison with looking at other people's lives. And it could it's not even just huh. with singing or career. It could just be anything. Like, I feel like Instagram is just filled Seriously. with like, oh, my God. Like, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, OK, I need to get off because I am just too jealous of their life right now. You know, it's just one of those things. It's something I constantly have to fight for, like to not do that. And. I mean, especially because like, I mean, Nashville is filled with artists mm-hmm. just everywhere you go. It's like you meet mm-hmm. someone who sings or who's an art uh, songwriter, it, it, like they're just in the industry. So you realize how big the industry is sometimes. And that does kind of make me feel like, man, wow. am I not doing enough? Like, what, what do I need to do? And I try to take that like feeling of instead of making myself feel bad about like, I'm not doing enough, I I'm, I suck at this. Like I try to turn it into like, 
fuel to just do my best just keep doing my best you know because that's really all you can do in a sense like sitting in, yeah sitting in that is just gonna just do nothing really um but I have fallen into that and especially um being on the voice too I mean you I'm was surrounded by amazing singers and singing is like Dang. my life like that was my life you know it was like my I feel like when you train for the Olympics and you like go to go to the Olympics and you see everyone you're like oh my gosh like they're amazing and <laughs> you all trained for this moment and I feel like mm-hmm. I stepped into that kind of world where like wow we all like I'm not the only one who's worked really hard to get here too right. like they've they've actually they're way older than me and they've sung wow. 10 years sure. more than I have you know, so you start to kind of realize like, wow, you're just, sometimes you just feel like a little, a little, like a little Gosh. person in a big crowd kind of feeling. But yeah. I just have to remember like, that's not how God sees us and sees Come me on. and sees you. It's so like, good. he sees you as like individual, beautiful creation, like unique to his, like he sees you as his own. And so he has his own specific plan for you and we can't compare our paths with someone else's because it's just never so going to line up, you know? Well, and even standing up to scrutiny too. I mean, like going on a competition, like you're inviting critique essentially. Mm-hmm. And By the whole world. Oh my gosh. And literally YouTube comments. Oh no, don't read those. I read them. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> like being able pole. to stand on your own two feet and, and continue to celebrate the gift that God's given you, even with mm. so many people's opinions. Like, yeah. Wow. Like respect. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it was only through Jesus. Cause I did have a moment where I thought about it. I'm like, I'm like for the battles specifically, like I'm, it's a ring. Like it looks like a fighting ring, like a boxing ring. <laughs> and it's, um, it essentially that's kind of what it is, but with vocals. And I'm like, I'm literally walking into like this battle in a sense. And I'm walking into it for these people who are incredible Grammy nominee people to tell me how my voice sounded like that's just scary mm-hmm. you know <laughs> Dang. I had a moment where I'm like okay that's scary like I would honestly be a little bit scared to hear their feedback because it is honest and it mm-hmm. is like sometimes it's hard to hear you know the, the truth sometimes you know so yeah. it's just like oh man Ugh. I would always be a little nervous because they are they were a little bit rough sometimes, like a little bit like, OK, I think I'm going to go cry in the bathroom. <laughs> so, oh man, that's good. No, but they're awesome. So it's fun. It's well, all fun in the end. <laughs> yeah. Now, in hindsight, it's good, right? Now you can watch yourself. <laughs> now you're like, OK, good. That's behind me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Des, thanks for coming on. I, I feel like maybe just um, before we wrap up, do you have anything Maybe even for people who, like Britt said, who feel like this season is um, has put a damper on their dream or, or put, um, you know, put the brakes on their dream. Mm-hmm. And I guess you've kind of said some of it, but do you have mm-hmm. anything else just on your heart that you'd like to share with people? Yeah. Yes, there was um, I was asked I was praying today and just asking, you know, the Lord what what he would have me to say to the people listening to this. Um, I just think. If you are faithful, like that verse that says, like, if you're faithful, basically it's, I have it written down, Luke 16, 10. If you're faithful in the little things, like when the big things come, you'll like, it, it'll just add up in a sense. So he who is faithful mm-hmm. in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is mm-hmm. unjust and what is least is unjust also in much. So just be faithful in the little things is what I've learned. Like, it's good. Even if he, um, 
says, okay, I'm going to give you this opportunity, whether it's, you know, at the time, like for a long time growing up, it was, that was my, my stage was worship leading. I never saw mm-hmm. it as like my stage because it's really his stage, but that was something he gave me as an opportunity to use my voice and to grow, but to also lead people into the presence of him. And so that was like all I did for a really long time. But I feel like that not only grew me, but I mean, I learned so much and looking back, like I wouldn't trade a moment of that because it made me who I am today. And I wouldn't Mm. be, you know, I wouldn't be able to like confidently sing in a studio mic necessarily if I hadn't spent years just worshiping Jesus with people, you know, Mm. in a sense, because that's what just grew me in that sense. So I just feel like, um, yeah, just be faithful in very little things. And even if he says like, it's going to come like, I have something good for you. I have something big for you. And it hasn't happened yet. Just look at what he has given you and do that really well. And mm. um, yeah, he's just faithful. That's my biggest thing. So it's like he, he, nothing you do like that is nothing you do goes unnoticed by him. He sees it all and he's for you most of all. Well, that's it for today's episode. And we so appreciate y'all sticking around with us until the end. Our hope is that these conversations will encourage your faith and serve as a reminder that God is still working in you and on this earth. If you enjoyed these conversations, go ahead and do us a favor and subscribe wherever you're currently listening to this podcast. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, we would love to hear from you. So just drop us an email at lifewithgodpod at gmail.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us. God bless, and we'll see you guys next time.